0: Hey, are you ready to unlock the secrets to success in real estate in the Lone Star State? And are you ready to take your game to the next level? Do you want to revolutionize the way you approach buying and selling properties? Well, welcome to the true Texas real estate podcast, your ultimate guide to real estate in Texas. I am Merrilee Brown, co-host, coming to you live from San Antonio, and joining us today is my wonderful, beautiful co-host, the exceptional real estate broker who brings years of expertise and industry knowledge to the table. Please welcome Linda Zimmerhansel.
1: Thank you, Merrilee, so much for that incredible intro. I am thrilled to be here, and I am thrilled to share the exciting news about the True Texas Real Estate Podcast. It's an opportunity to empower both real estate professionals and clients and the public with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions and excel in Texas real
0: estate. Hey, welcome to the True Texas Real Estate Podcast, where we're going to talk about buying and selling Texas. I'm your co-host, Marilee Brown with Empire Financial. This is the great Linda Zimmerhansel of Zest Realty. Linda say hi. Hey there everybody. We are so excited that we have a fantastic guest today. Uh, Great guy. Heard so much about him. Actually did a loan for his daughter a couple years ago but I'm going to let Linda do the introduction because as a lender, Tracy, I don't want to see your inspection reports and no, I
2: understand that
0: and Linda doesn't send them to me I don't want to see them so I'm going to sort of pretend that I am a consumer and okay. as a consumer I'm going to ask questions but I'm going to let Linda do the great introduction and I'll probably okay. ask Linda a couple of questions because I'm sure there's a story and how she found to found you but go ahead oh, absolutely. let's introduce Tracy. Okay. Uh yeah,
1: this is Tracy Myers with a to a total home inspection. Fantastic. And and I'm gonna beat you to it, Marile, because this is probably the best part of the podcast is how I met Tracy like yeah. 10 years ago. And yeah. he was referred to me um by uh I think it was my broker at the time, right? Yeah, and it sure was, Donna, it was yeah. Fantastic. And so he I had a client that was trying to buy a foreclosure. And so I say, Hey Tracy, uh, go go do this. Well
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was this is the one I'll never forget.
1: Tracy's there in front of the house and I get there and I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And the house was um, I I want to say it was it was it was the worst house I've ever looked at and it was yeah. smeared Absolutely. with dog feces from floor to ceiling and the VA had foreclosed on it and tried to clean it but not well and Tracy yeah. told me what'd you tell me Tracy
2: <laughs> I'll say you have no idea how much danger you're in just standing here <laughs> looking at this
1: yeah. <laughs> we
2: need to be we should be wearing Tyvek suits and respirators
0: it- <laughs>
2: And, and you were just like, "Well, can we just hire somebody to clean it up just a little bit?" I mean, you're so optimistic, Wendy. Even <laughs> you started. It, you, you're just a little bit less optimistic now than you were then, but I think in a good way.
1: Called realistic. But well, Tracy it, wouldn't do it. He refused to do the it inspection. Was,
2: yeah. The worst way you could introduce each other was like that situation, but we're really and
0: look, look at us now. Well, it must be however yeah. you handled it, Tracy, at work, because uh you are her guy. And Linda, I, I want to ask you a quick question because I I really think there's a lot of real estate agents out there that are, are new in the business or maybe they've been in the business for, you know, a hundred years and have just lost their inspector. How, how do you go about finding a home inspector?
1: Well, I mean, f- well, first of all, I have to say I let my clients choose, but I recommend, right? I mean, I it's very important to let them recommend. Some agents just give them a list of all the license inspectors. I like to to recommend the ones that I know are honest thorough and experienced, and then can communicate well, that's extremely important. Okay. And there are a lot that don't fit those four requirements out there. So I have a small list. Um, you know, it, it, the honesty and the communication are so important. Now, Tracy's got an amazing, um, resume. Tracy, how many inspections do you think you've done? Have you ever counted?
2: Oh, uh, well, I started doing inspections. Um, with a guy named John Hall and he's the one that actually started total home inspection back in 1991. And things were a little bit different. I started working with him, I think in 2003, 2004, um, we did a thousand home inspections a year. Wow. We did four. It was a little bit, we did our, our business model was a little bit different or John's business model was a little bit different back then. I was still learning even though I was his partner. We did four every day and that was on Saturdays too. That's a ton of and work. There were days that we used to do five, but things were a little bit different than You know, reports were done on three-part paper. You know, John would sit in the kitchen and tell jokes and kind of do the report. I did <laughs> all the work. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's probably, I'd say around eight to 10,000, maybe.
1: And that's like... Because uh- I worked with
2: John for like seven years, and then on my own, I don't do nearly, I don't even get close to that now. I do... Maybe 250 a year now. Um, I don't want to do as many. I don't, you know, we, that was a volume type thing. And back then, you could get away with it. But now, I just, that's not the kind of inspection I really want to do. I don't want to try to turn out a whole bunch of them in a day. And to tell you the truth, I've, you know, I've got about 20 years doing this and I don't have to do volume. I mean, you know, I'm maybe a little bit higher. I actually, am, I think I'm, my price is pretty much standard, but, um, you know, I, I'm just trying. I just want to put a quality product out there. Well, and, the
1: thing, and the yeah. reason why that helps me as an agent, Amarily, is that he, because he he does fewer, he allows time to talk to the client. So yeah. for me, that's, I mean, that's invaluable. I mean, that's number one. So if you're going to go choose an inspector um, or a, a, you know, a stable of inspectors, make sure that they're going to be patient enough to explain everything to your client. I mean, It's very important, if possible, your client be there in person. If not, I put my long distance clients on the phone with Tracy. He'll walk around for sometimes hours explaining what I don't do
2: the hours. (laughs) Come on,
1: you have before, you have before. Don't sell yourself short. He doesn't. I mean, that wouldn't be a preference, but he's very patient. With home t- first-time home buyers, especially, it's important, yeah. um, you know, because there's so much in the uh, TREK, which is the Texas Real Estate Commission. It 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 make it has they have requirements they have to, you know, meet right, Tracy. Absolutely. In order to, yeah. Yeah. The report has to cover certain things, and it looks scary when you see the report in person. So having it really does a lot of times, yeah. Is I mean, it's invaluable to have. Yeah. Tracy there to explain what's important what's not.
0: Okay. So I'm a first time home buyer. Let's pretend.
1: Okay. And
0: I have found, you know, uh, Linda, this, right. um, you know, very confident, great real estate agent. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And luckily she's holding my hand and, yeah. and going to lead me through it. So why do I want it, a home inspection? well
2: especially now um you know you're, you're looking at even if you but let's say the, I think the median price of a house now is about three forty or three hundred eighty eight thousand dollars in San Antonio we got six percent interest rates every house is a half million dollar house basically um yeah that's the largest thing you'll ever buy in your life you know the largest investment at the very minimum you need to have, have Somebody to go through and, 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 and just look at the house, you know. In the old days, it was like your uncle, and he had like this big uh, uh, six foot level, and he put it on a few doors and walk around, and flush the toilets, and pronounced it good. It's a, <laughs> a little bit more complicated now. Um, especially now, a lot of especially younger people are looking at some of these older houses. I did one just yesterday. Uh, I'd said lady in her early 30s, late 20s, and uh, she's looking at a hundred year old house, you know. And it's been redone, you know. But there's a, there's a lot there's a lot going into that, and and um, um you know, you are just walking really into something blind. That,
0: so are you kind of like, like the mechanic like when I want to buy a car it. and I take my car to a mechanic to look at it yeah. and tell me if there's anything you know major wrong or
2: absolutely yeah. Well, you know, the first thing I kind of look at really is you kind of break it down into I in my mind I break things down into, into sections you're usually the, the three big things in a house are going to cost you money or they're going to be the roof the foundation and the air conditioning um you know when you start to get into other houses like older houses you can you can have things with drainage um, you know the the, the drain lines uh, shower pans things like that can run you a lot of money but those those are the kind of the three big ones um, other things you really look for was uh, like stucco houses you got to be real careful with those Um
1: Plumbing. Any kind of water Tracy.
2: penetration issue is something you really gotta look out for.
1: And plumbing mm-hmm. and the sewer lines, yeah, Tracy you know. has saved two, well, I mean, a client very recently, um, by and this was where his experience really comes in handy. I mean, and I'll tell you, I'll tell two stories about plumbing. Plumbing's like the scary unknown for realtors, you know. You yeah. can, I mean, when I go through, I try to anticipate things that we don't even before we even get under contract, you know. Right. So Tracy's taught me so much. Like I see an ITE box or a federal Pacific electrical box. I'm like, Whoa, Yeah, um, we got to make sure that the, the seller is willing to replace those. Right. Cause they can combust. Right. Well, the thing about Tracy is, is sometimes he uses his intuition <laughs> and we years, it was like two or three years ago. We were at a house that was like a 1970s, late seventies house. And I want you to talk about the differences in plumbing, if you would, Tracy. But what he said was, you know, there's no symptoms. There's no nothing I can see wrong with the plumbing, but there's a big tree out in the front yard <laughs> and those, those uh, roots may be affecting the sewer line. If I were no. you, I'd get a static test on that, on this house. No, and there was nothing in the report that indicated it, yeah. My my single- you know, and I think she was a client of yours, Marilee, my single uh, first-time home-buying mom, mother of yeah. three. She couldn't afford it, so I spotted her the money for the static test, and it failed hard. Yeah, yeah. And so we asked the seller to fix the sewer That was the break. one
2: inside the loop on 410, wasn't it? Exactly. I remember the house. Yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah. I asked them to fix the suit. We asked them to fix it. The seller agreed. Well, five sewer break slater five. Yeah. And $25,000, that would yeah. have been devastating to my first-time buyers. Yeah. That's, I mean, for Tracy, Tracy that was just, the, for me, that was great. So why yeah. is plumbing important, Tracy?
2: Well, just like, and then I'll bring another example of one we did this year. You did one that was over in Live Oak, and it was a nice, it wasn't a very big house. And a lot of times I like to look at, you know, a lot of people don't realize the smaller the house, hopefully the less likely you are to have problems, you know, because there's just basically less things there less bathrooms less this less that and the house was looking really good nice little house in live oak but live oak's in that area where you got to worry about foundations anything on the northeast side you know that's kind of where they're all at or a lot you know it's just more pronounced it can be anywhere but it's there's, you really look for it there we were in the garage in the garage floor was it looked a little higher and It's like well, why would a garage floor be higher? You know, there's cracks around it. Well, that I said, Well, there's probably a broken water line here, because what happens is that water will will congregate there and the, the soil will swell since so the clay soil, and it'll actually like act like a hydraulic jack and push up on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, there's something going on with this. And you went not had that looked at. And sure enough, there was there was a leak underneath there. And these are just things that really you just see over time, you know, you just see, it's kind of almost it gets to the point where it's kind of like almost an instinct where you're at town, what to look for. Sometimes I see a problem and I, I don't really know what it is, and I just stop and I just kind of look at it for a minute, and look around, and, and and it's kind of like a puzzle. You kind of put it together, and um, you know, just through experience, you kind of learn, oh, this is what's going on, you know. Um, I remember one time I did a house in Northern Hills where uh, they're notorious for bad foundation here, And I was parking my truck and I just sat there and looked at the house. I didn't know what I was looking at, but I sat there and the, there was a, the roof had a new roof, but it was wrinkled on one side. And I looked at it. I was like, well, what could cause that? And I was like, oh, the foundation's lifting up. And sure enough, I went in there. And the first thing I did is I asked them is there anything going, it was a kitchen side of the house. Is there anything going on in the kitchen here? And are like, yeah, there's, there was a water leak on this side. And it's the same thing. And it, it pushed up the house enough. To where they had this new roof on there and it, well, what it was is they had the leak and something happened, they'd fixed the leak. I think they'd already fixed it, but they put the roof on and then when they lifted it up, <laughs> it broke the roof. So it was like, <laughs> and they're like, how did you know that? I was like, well, I just kind of put two and two together. I You walked in the house and I, I saw that. So, so and- it's good when stuff like that happens because they think you're like a miracle worker or something like that. Well,
1: you are, it was though.
2: I'm like, that I just happened to look at it. You know?
1: Like, so you do WDI inspections, too, and that's important. Yeah. For everybody to get a wood-destroying insect inspection right. here. Not only termites, but borer beetles, carpet- carpenter ants, all that. Right. But- so Tracy goes into the is one house and I am pretty good at it. I'm not an inspector, but I'm pretty good at picking out some of the things over the years. Yeah. You know, I mean diagonal cracks coming out of doorways and windows, that type of thing. Oh, and foundation, you know, ghosting doors, that type of thing. But right.
2: um
1: it's
0: a ghosting door. Wait, what's a ghosting yeah. door?
2: <laughs> Never heard That's of a, that. I used to, I used to write haunted door, but nobody knew what I was talking about. It's <laughs> it's a door that like you open it and it shuts itself. Oh, <laughs> kind of like slowly.
0: That's
2: cool. You know? now I used to write haunted doors, but then I'd get all these callbacks. Like, what's a haunted door? What's the stance? So now I just, I usually kind of put like door on square slash haunt or ghosted or haunted. Ghosting,
1: or yeah. I try yeah. to explain
2: it to him what I mean before that, but yeah. That's
1: um, but that's so is so with the WDI. Um, you know, we can't. I mean, I know what you know termite tunnels look like, or you know, if you've got the marching ants up the, you know the post in the front but i this one house i thought well this house looks okay so we got got it under contract and tracy i get there for the inspection tracy's like um i think we've got like a real problem with um termites (laughs) and he had seen these tiniest little and they were high up and most of our termites are kind of like down near the ground
2: yeah that's what they they call swarm castles that's where they're pushing out the new termites the queens the new queens basically Mm -hmm
1: so time, tiny, i mean these were just like you might say was just like a paint flaw and yeah. he found it i mean that was a total deal killer for us i mean there were other yeah. problems with that house but yeah that was like to me brilliant because a lot of people would have just like and he said i almost passed it by right tracy it's and really
2: it's even, easy to you know yeah it's so, it's you know you got to but, you know i'm doing the termite inspection the home inspection and, you know, i'm doing I'm, I'm looking everywhere at the same time so it's kind of like you're doing both at the same time i will say the termites um i'm going to touch on that just a little bit there's not as many it seems like as there used to be because uh i think these droughts we've been having have something to do with that also the chemical there's a chemical called termidor and i used to do treatments on too old and fat to do that now, and I don't have a heart attack dying because I'm doing termite treatment. It's 105 degrees outside. But uh, Termidor is like a revolutionary uh, termite treatment chemical, and, and it really does work. And the way it works is it they, they ingest, it's, it's odorless, and they ingest it, and they take it down to the colony, and it kills the queen. The, the subterranean termite, which is mostly what we have here, they have little colonies down in the ground, And they're continuously bringing food and water down to the the queen and all that. Well, it gets in the colony and it wipes out the whole colony. Well, I'm convinced that that's really kind of wiped out a lot of the termites in our area. Just, um, you know, know that's That's great for homeowners, you know, but um,
0: does it kill fire ants, too? (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, there's a number of fire ants. Well, it regular ants. I I'd spill, I had some I sprayed around my house in my patio. I've got like a, a patio cover. It's got like a styrofoam type ceiling. And I noticed a few ants in there and I sprayed it. And I remember I just did my patio and I was gone for the weekend. I came home and I was like, what's all this dirt on my patio? And I looked, and it was millions of ants that oh, had wow. been nesting in there, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it does a number on ants. So, so say uh,
0: say what they, the name of that is again. true Termidor?
2: Termidor, Termidor? SC. So is the is the one I used to use. And where can um, you get that? For, it's not for inside use. Like you know, you don't want to be spraying around, and it's it's something you, that uh, a termite professional buys. Is not you can't go to, to Home Depot and buy it. We'll it's,
0: we'll put a like, link. We'll put a link in the comments of. Of where okay. you can find this and well, where I mean order. I'm just
2: like say if I were oh, I to think find termites cool, tomorrow. Cool Linda, I'm gonna go get some tomorrow. Well, we'll like kill scorpions. Well, it's not really I'm not sure what it's all rated for. It. It's oh. not a chemical like a the regular public person usually can buy. It. You really
0: no. yeah. Oh, oh. I think you to, yeah, so yeah. you have to go through a uh yeah, control. You have to have a a pest control. To well, that it's may be another man. uh another podcast we'll have is talking to a pest control.
2: Yeah, I, I'm sure, I didn't not, mean to like, go down
0: that
2: path, but I'm not, no, I'm not like a really a super pest control guy. I, I can tell you that right off. But, um, but, and there's different guys, like I just do termites basically, I don't do like inside stuff and all that. It's a different license basically. But, um, but if you're going to hire somebody to do, uh, termite work, um, I would suggest like termidor you know, say, Hey, I want termidor done because there are cheaper chemicals. Um, but, you know, it's just a good tip. I mean, if, if you put Terminor down, I don't think you'll probably really, if they, if they put it down right, you'll probably never have another problem again. And at that, To years.
1: that point, um, all the, you know, Tracy can tell if it's ever been treated because by law yeah. they have to leave evidence of that, which is also helpful to know because then you know exactly. it's been treated yeah. and you don't have to be concerned. And to piggyback on that, Tracy, you kind of like made a reference which I, I wanted to highlight is don't you find that it being, a, you know, both a WDI inspector and a home inspector, building inspector, it makes you a better overall inspector because there's some inspectors that are only are licensed for building inspections, and then those only in license. Well,
2: it makes it makes it easier for everybody, and I I think it yeah I think it does. Well, it kind of shows that uh you know guys got you know more more credentials a guy you know the more somebody knows the better off you're going to be you know yes
1: right um, right Good you point. know having
2: said that I you know certain types of things like I don't do mold inspections things like that when i see it i call it out but i i I choose not to go down that path Uh, a lot a lot of things are like mold uh well inspections septic inspections i think that you should get companies that specialize in that Mm
1: -hmm. and you know i
2: would i'd be skeptical of i don't know i should say skeptical but i just don't think a, a normal home inspector could do as good a job Say like a company that 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 makes a living doing that. That's just well, a,
1: that's a that's a good point because yeah. I've had um, I mean I, I can't I probably can count on well more than my fingers right. How yeah. many times I've had a home inspector do a pool inspection, swimming pool inspection, yeah, and it actually they they don't know how to work it, and that's fair enough. There are a lot of right. ways to work them. So I think getting a pool professional. Is probably the smart way to go. Well,
2: it's funny you mentioned that because this year I've, I've stopped doing pools officially. Right. And uh, it's just getting to the point where I never liked doing them to begin with. I really don't like doing sprinklers either. But I mean, if you don't do sprinklers in San Antonio, you're, yeah, you, you got to have some kind of level where, you know, if 75% of all the houses have sprinklers, you're really going to limit yourself if you don't do sprinklers. So anyway, but pools, you know they got saltwater pools now. It's all computerized, all this, and it's like you know I I just don't want to dive into this. and
1: Well, right, I've know. had I've had not you, but I've had yeah. three other inspectors break things on pools. And yesterday, yeah, that's I, I nothing listened, Yeah, and yeah. that inspector broke something on the swimming pool. Not right. a pool inspector, a regular inspector. I don't want to be that guy. Which brings me to the this point. You know, for sellers, right? If sellers are watching this, you know, everyone always get, you know, kind of their hackles up about the inspector and all that. Well, So what are your professional responsibilities if you do accidentally break something? What's the, what's, what happens?
2: Well, I mean, well, i tell you what happened to me this year. I was doing a home inspection and a lady, I was opening up a window near a kitchen sink and she had some plants or something there. And she had this little tiny plant about this big, and it fell down. I tried to grab it. It hit the sink, and it broke the little pot it was in. Well, you know, her daughter, you know, went to South Africa and bought this pot or something. I mean, I don't know. It cost me like 100 bucks for this little potted plant. And I left – actually, I I, I I broke it, you know, And so I took my business card and I wrote my name on it, and I think I left a $20 bill there. You know and and i tried to call her the the selling agent say hey i broke this ace plant and uh um, actually i was we were running a little bit late on the house and and i uh, she was actually waiting outside to, to come back home and uh, yeah you can always tell them the owner that when they're waiting or whatever someone and said hi I'm, I'm the inspector and you had a little potted plant there and i, I dropped it in sink and, and this and that and uh she was really upset about it and i was like well, I, you know, I left some money there, and if there's a problem, call me back. Well, her husband called me back that night. And long story short, he went wound up paying like a hundred dollars. That was kind of I thought, well, whatever. But you know, her daughter bought it for her and all that. What are you gonna do? You know. But yeah, if you go in there and you break something, I mean, you're you're liable for it. That's the way I you know I look at it. I, I try to be as careful as you can. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna break. A, a potted plant once a year if you do enough home inspection. Yeah, just,
1: well, like anything you know, you can't,
2: else. You right. can't help it. You know, it's just.
1: That's so that's real curte- hard. That's so courteous, though, to reach out to the seller without, you know, normally what happens is we find out afterwards and then I'm calling you it, it doesn't do
2: any good to do yeah. that, you know. um That's why another reason why I like to talk to people a lot is it's kind of a selfish reason. I don't want a bunch of phone calls and I'm done. I mean, I want to go there and do, and do a good job and make sure. My job is to make sure. That they know as much about the house as, as, as what I you know what I've seen. You know, my I, I need to communicate all the things that I've seen in the house and let them know so they can make an informed opinion. Um, I don't work for Linda I like Linda. She's a good friend of mine, but I, I work for your buyers. Right. And one thing I do like working for Linda is, is she, you know I don't get any like well you know I really need to sell or or what do you mean this is that or you know and all that. And to tell you the truth, I I don't I really don't advertise a whole lot. I have. Um, people that use me throughout the years and uh realtors that, that have kind of just arm kind of like that, that they, they don't use me or they fall by the wayside or, you know, things, things like that. Generally people like that, they're not going to last anyway. Um, right.
1: Well, I want you to say like, you know, what, what was it? I mean, like how many times in the last like three months have you told me? Like yeah. I, in the middle of an inspection, actually yeah. Yeah, I stopped you. Cause you were like this, this, I'm like, hold on Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, would you let your daughter buy this house and he just looked up and he goes i hate this house it's awful yeah. and so my client just looked at him and said okay don't you don't have to say anymore we're going to cancel the contract well it's not my
2: job to pick and choose what house i mean you know, there's some people ask me it's like would you buy this house i was like no i was like why not because i'm 56 years old i live in a house i was gonna <laughs> buy another house i don't have to do any work on it you know <laughs> I mean, it may be a really nice house. And when I was 30 years old, yeah, I would probably buy it or whatever. I mean, there's lots of different reasons people buy houses in different areas. You know, they, they got a school they want their kid to go to. It's close to mom and dad. It's close to work. They, they want to be downtown. And, you know, that's their scene or whatever, you know. Um, you know it's, it's there's people got a whole lot of different reasons. But, yeah, and I'm not there to, to, to say, hey, do or don't buy it. But I, I will, if a house is really bad. And things are just stacking up and the that. it's like a, especially younger people. I'm like, man, you need to be real careful with this because you've got this, this, this. What happens if this breaks, then this could happen, you know, and I think um in my, my personal opinion, I think that's kind of part of it. You know, I just
1: well, uh, I mean a hu- care, on a human level. You care about uh, your clients, you know, they're not yeah. I mean, I'm not your client, they're your client, and exactly. you care about yeah. them, you know, that they're they're gonna yeah. not Make a. And, I mean, and you know, another so thing I, just, tell,
2: I tell people, and people, this has been in my life is you know things happen for a reason. You know, um, you know, and I also tell it's like man, if it's if a deal's not going through and it's and things like it seems like it, there's road barriers everywhere, go find another house.
0: Yes,
1: not meant
2: you know? to be. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't have to work that hard to buy to buy a house. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 not something you can just do in one day. We all know that. But if there's it, if just thing after thing after thing, and, and it's just like, we're not getting anywhere, and the more we are very, the, the more issues there are, it's like, you know, you get to the point to where, you know, and that's where we kind of come in, you know. And it, right, and, right, you know, right. Another thing I will say, too, this has been, since I've been doing this, is, well, you know, realtors shouldn't do the inspectors, this and that, and, you know, it's the relationship's supposed to be different. I I just personally, on, on my, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe get in trouble saying this, but uh, you know, who, who knows, like if I was going to buy something, I mean, how many times are you going to get a home inspector in your life once or twice? You know, I mean, you got to kind of rely on the realtors a little bit to, to, to help you just kind of like, well, this is a pretty good guy. This is a bad guy. Listen um
1: Well, I think it's really <laughs> important that, you know, like I said, the communication piece and um, I, yeah. I, I recently had to have because I the inspector that my client chose who does a good report, but he's not he doesn't he doesn't explain things. I had to have Tracy come in and explain somebody you know like explain a report to. Somebody. That was on Father's Day.
2: No, that was on <laughs> well, Mother's, Mother's Day. He came on <laughs> Mother's Day.
1: Mother's Day, yeah, and so. Yeah. But that's the piece that I think is the most important when, um, because everyone, when if all you do is see that scary report that Texas, you know, makes you put out this very detailed, and if yeah. without explanation and without any perspective given, it yeah. it is scary. I mean, most people yeah. don't even, you know, like I even have electrical engineers who go, "Well, I'm an electrical engineer," but I don't do home electrical. You know, I don't. Means so so for having that having that this is what's important and this is what this means and giving purely giving perspective is to me invaluable because then they're making an informed decision you know yeah. um so what's uh, what is the worst like what's your like best war story <laughs> from oh, the story.
2: best worst story oh I remember this lady. Uh, she was a nurse and she had had a problem with a boyfriend following her or something like that and she was trying to get out of town you know and she first house I did for her was way out like in Bandera and it was some trailer or something it was bad I mean it was real bad and it was funny because the realtor did it he doesn't live here anymore lives in Woodlands and I've known uh, Mike was Mike Cruz Um, I've known him for years really nice guy Um, Good, good man and he always he was very he's one of the few realtors kind of like Ulanda, that was very knowledgeable about houses. He'd flip them and stuff like that and fix them up. Um, so we went, that was a bus issue. We found this other house. It was on like 1604, like South of town, you know, on the loop kind of like where Toyota is and all that. And it, it was uh, the guy had built this house himself. Oh. And it was just, it was just all kinds of wrong. And, uh, there wasn't any codes that were followed. It was a guy who just built a house out of pocket, basically, is what we called it. Um, so I went outside and they had a, a closet where there was a hot water heater. It was a gas hot water heater inside of a closet that had wow. no vent. So the oh. inside of it was black from about shoulder up from the carbon monoxide that had got in there. I sat there. Just another thing. I sat there and looked at, looked at and I couldn't I say something's wrong here. And I, was, I looked at it. They had PVC pipe for the <laughs> gas line oh no that ran on top of the hot water heater. It was like this far away from where the where the oh. yeah and then right next to it was this electrical panel box and it looked like a freaking bird nest. I mean it was so horrible and, and I was I said was like, I couldn't believe what I was looking at I really it was absolutely that's the actual absolute worst thing I think I've ever or most dangerous thing I've seen. And I, I called Mike over there and, and the, the, the lady that was buying the house. And I said, I want to show you guys something. I opened up this door and I looked in that closet and I, sh- I pointed out what I'd seen. And there, you know, everybody's eyes got like that big around. I said, You have no idea how much danger we're in just standing here looking at this. Wow. You know, and that, that was one of the times where I told her, I was like, Look, um, I basically stopped the inspection right there. And I, I told her, I was like, Hey, you know, this, I, this is not safe to buy. You know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't even want my, it, it was so bad. I didn't even want my name on the report. Oh. Like I didn't, I didn't even want to do a report, you know, uh. and I felt like this is, you know, this is nothing personal it is, you know, sometimes you got to make a, in my opinion, it's a, a business decision that, uh, when something's that unsafe, it's just like, man, we just need to back away. And
1: get it. I hope she canceled. The and and
2: the other, they were both. They're like, oh, yeah, this is not what <laughs> we're to get into. And, you know, I think she maybe gave me a, a hundred bucks or something. And I said, hey, you know, go find you another house. And I'd be I'd be happy to look at it, you know. And um, we're down to. Maybe some guys don't do that, but that's, that's the kind of way I like to do it.
0: We're down to our last minute. I just want to ask, okay. do you do new builds, new home construction? I, yeah,
2: absolutely. I think it's real important. more important than you think nowadays. Yeah,
0: that's what yeah. I'm guessing, too. I hear a lot of people skipping that. Tracy, we're so happy to have you here. Um, okay. we contact information. Um, you can always find Linda and I on truetexas.com. All the information will be there. And thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Linda. This is just great. Ma'am. We've enjoyed our time with you. We need to have you back. We want to hear more funny stories. Oh, yeah. He's oh, just man, getting got... started.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Thanks so yeah. much.
2: Okay. Till next time.
0: Bye. Bye. Tune in, subscribe, and get ready to conquer Texas real estate market with confidence. The True Texas Real Estate Podcast is going to be available on popular platforms such as Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Simply search for True Texas Real Estate Podcast, hit the subscribe button, and get ready to elevate your t- Texas real estate game to new heights. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. See you soon. Bye.